This is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Dirty Mo I love a good party. I don't I don't need a big reason to party. I want to play video games. I want to hang out with my buddies, drink, raise hell. I know that night happened, but I don't remember. It was all pretty foggy. Party. I ain't feeling good. I mean, I'm feeling drunk still. Let it rip. It's like it's right. community. You're going to see some things. Okay. okay. Yeah. It happened right in the street. Holy s***. <laughs> like I got a swollen head. Oh, no. And these guys are doing it. Jimmy's doing it. Jess doing it. And you're not doing it. The whole family reunion's drunk. I'm like in a ball of fire. Opened up the refrigerator, took out a half a gallon of milk, and started peeing in it. You brought the kids to the pub? Party. Hey, everybody. It's Dale Jr. And we are back again for another episode of the Dale Jr. Download in the Bojangles studio with my co-host, Mike Davis. How's it going, Mike? It's going great. How are you doing? You're back from Phoenix, so I know you're a lot more tired than I am. I'm smoked, dude. Are you? I am. This weekend was something. You know, there's a lot of lot of ups and downs, um, yeah. but for whatever reason, felt like we was there two weeks. Well, I, I can understand that. And then also, and I, I don't know if this is where we want to get into this, but I saw that we sent Steve Latart from the guest chair to the Xfinity race straight to the hospital bed yeah. for an appendectomy. Was that, did that throw you off? Does that, what does that do for a cup broadcast? Well, let's talk about it in some dirty air. All right. Dirty air presented by filtertime.com. Filter time is a subscription business for your air filters for your home. Your HVAC needs new filters probably every three to six months. Go to filtertime.com. Sign up. I will mail them to you so you don't forget to change them. Cancel any time. No contract. Anyways, uh, so this weekend, uh, the final you know championship weekend for all of the series, the trucks, Xfinity, and Cup. And um, I thought it was kind of funny, man. You know, when we did a recap last week with Latart, we spoke nothing of the truck series. Did you recognize that? Uh, not until afterwards. Yeah. Not until Is that I listened your intention, to it. Man, no, to absolutely not. Them? No, no. Okay. I, we could talk about it on you. <laughs> well, you can. I saw no <laughs> criticism, so we're safe. Uh, no, we didn't get criticized. You're right. Yeah. So I mean, but I felt uh, like we missed a we missed a base when we hit the home run and jogged the bases. We skip, we skipped the base. Nobody nobody pointed that out. Well, had we done it, I was prepared to pick Zane Smith going away. Like yeah. I mean, like that was going to be the pick. Would I have been right? I I was pulling for Zane because he's drove for us before. That's Good right. dude. Uh, I want him to make it all the way to the Cup Series because uh, I think he's good enough. Yeah. And he's nice. Yeah, he's you know nice. I, mean? I don't yeah. like jerks making no. it all the way up there. No, no. Um, all right, so uh, I hope y'all appreciate it, appreciated that show. I certainly did, and I thought Steve was amazing. Um, I watched – I usually don't absorb a ton of our content. After we're done a show, I watch some of the videos when I see them come across my social media or when I see Dirty Mo Media posts. But I really enjoyed what we watching all that back because uh, Steve is so so good, and he did us solid by coming in here and giving us some great content. But anyway, anyways, uh, yeah, Phoenix was a long one. Went out there Wednesday. Uh, started. We did some media, which was pretty fun, interesting, being able to talk to the drivers in a in a you know away from the racetrack. And uh, we stayed at the wigwam. You ever stayed at the wigwam? Yes. Really? Yeah. When? Well, I don't know. I mean, years you know, ago. I mean, I haven't yeah. traveled to Whew. Phoenix in a while, but yeah, wigwam's so, where it's at. That is an amazing place to stay yeah what is it not did you have a bad experience listen man the wigwam is amazing yeah lobby restaurants the swimming pool i guess there's some golfing everything about it is great i i mean everything about that everything outside of the room makes me want to come back again and again 
you actually talked about this at length last year when you stayed at the wigwam. You the actually wanted to make you you were inspired to you know maybe even do a short film or a western or something. I don't know what it was. The rooms are <laughs> dated, and I mean I'm not one to really complain, but and, oh. it, and this is a wide this is a widespread opinion that the rooms in the wigwam I feel are uh, the same have been the same since maybe the late 70s. Does that You don't remember that about the wigwam when you stayed there? No, I didn't even know you were prepared to vent about this. Uh, to be honest with well, you... we haven't I, had a conversation, uh, so you no, don't know, I know what's coming. No, I don't. You're right. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying, to, about, I'm trying to recalibrate I, 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 my brain here going... To, I've never heard of anybody complain have, about the wigwam, I have, frankly. I'm, I have one small example. All right. Now, the bathroom is nice, shower updated, good tile, all that good stuff. Um... The carpet was original, um, updated bed. I mean, I'm trying to spell it out here so everybody kind of walks in the room with me. I went over to the back sliding glass door. I'm on the bottom floor, and I was just checking the security of this door, right? Is there a, is there a dead bolt? It was a double latch or what, right? Got one of those wood sticks sitting there keeping it from... Oh, yeah, That's right. You. So the right. wood stick and the track, right, on the inside. Right. Well, that would work, not on this door. Why not? Because the sliding mechanism where the door with the handle is on the outside track <laughs> that's funny look at his face so i wish everybody could just see his face right now i go over there to this would have ended his weekend right here i guarantee it i go over there to to to, to secure the bear secure all of the access points in this area right i'm, I'm trying to make sure my room's good and secure I recognize, man. All right, um, the 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 actual sliding glass door is mounted backwards, where the handle and the locking mechanism is on the outside track, and so you cannot put that rod or whatever on the inside track to stop the door from sliding open. That's a great way to sort of secure that door. Well, you can't do it with this door, and uh, on top of that, I could flex the door enough to get my hand in between the two sliding glass panes, so I could be inside and outside the room in the exact same damn time and so on top of that the latch on the sliding glass door was a little tiny lever like your finger just locked unlocked you could have picked that lock thing. yeah unlocked i could have put a yardstick in between the sure. gla- in between the, the doors the, the sliding glass doors tripped that little latch been in there in two seconds no problem. Not a problem. Maybe that's how you book your room next year. And the back <laughs> sliding glass door was up against the the bear, the the so it's a big resort, but it's a perfect square almost. Mm-hmm. Well, my back sliding glass door was up against the 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 the, the uh, property line. Oh, Hop so over the fence, yeah. come right on in, man. Yeah, take what you want. Yeah, yeah. So I had to get the ironing board out of the closet. And kind of put it in a position to where at least when that door came open, it would make a racket and give me a little bit of a head start. Oh, there's nothing that's going to make more racket than an ironing board. That's, that's right. That's a fact. Just that's yeah, right. yeah. But 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 you were <laughs> you were just trying to get an alert system going. You I, weren't exactly yeah. thinking that was going to be Fort Knox all nope. of a sudden. I invested about twenty minutes into trying to figure <laughs> out a a secure method of locking this door oh. or figuring out what I could figure what what could be done. Couldn't figure out anything, so I said, we're just going to make sure it makes a lot of racket if it's to open. We will be ready. <laughs> Did you go complain to somebody? Hell no. No? I, no. I just wait till we come on the podcast to do all my complaining. That's right. That's right. Um, at this point, you know, if I'm going to wait till we get on the show, 
and, 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 and complain about this, it is not a big deal. I slept every night just fine. But I thought you'd find that pretty amusing. Oh yeah, I love it. Um, so, anyways, I'm, I'm, and honestly, man, I am torn whether to stay at the wigwam next year or not. I mm. stayed on the second floor one time. That way, you know, that that you know that backwards mounted sliding glass door ain't a big deal on the second floor. That's right. But uh, <clears throat> unless they're coming from the top, if they scale the roof. <laughs> but I uh, don't know, man. I, <clears throat> everything else about it is awesome. Great restaurants. We ate there. I ate there. I, couple times i don't want the big one to be upset the dale jr download is brought to you by zip recruiter you going to any concerts this summer man i am i'm seeing a concert in june hardy and kit moore love hardy in uh charlotte i was so stressed getting the tickets i'm gonna be front row i'm gonna, i'm in the pit when these tickets go out man i am online as soon as tickets open i don't want to miss a thing yeah you, you know you gotta act quick yes and when you want the best you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead it's like if you're hiring for a business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. Mm. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, and right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We go to the racetrack. Watch some practice on Friday. That was nice. We really don't have practice a lot this year. 20 minutes. Can't really tell. So uh, had 60 minutes of practice for Xfinity and Cup. Had to be able to watch who was fast. You know, obviously watching our guys wasn't real thrilled with the speed. The 54 of Ty Gibbs was super quick. So I knew right away on Friday that if he gets the lead and gets clear, you know, gets a couple car links, he's gone. And that's the way the race played out. We threw everything at him and uh he overcame man he did you know he raced clean raced smart i think people took my comments about you know not wrecking him it was okay i I won't assume anything about what people thought here's the way i felt about it i would have not cared one bit if they would have doored the hell out of the 54 run him up the track whatever I just didn't want them to turn him backwards into the wall. Which is what everybody was looking for, including everybody, Steve Latart saying that he would have lost faith in drivers if they didn't go prevent him from winning a championship, yeah. which means not dooring him, but preventing yeah. him from actually being able to win that I race. I didn't want them to back him into the fence or, or right. crash him. I damn sure wanted them to run him into the dirt right. or, or door him, which none of them really ever did. They ran, I mean, hell, our guys were running into each other. <laughs> and that was frustrating because they raced us, you know, they raced each other. But that's the, I mean, it was inevitable, inevitable that our guys were going to race each other because the seven and the nine were nearly dead equal. Yeah, they were. And so, as the fifty four is sneaking sneaking away, they're they're you know they're bouncing off each other a little bit, and I'm sitting there going, well, I mean, what are you going to do? Both of them want to win. Both of them have equal cars. <laughs> They'd love to be racing that guy in front of them, but damn, they got to get by each other first. Right. Right. They got to sort out that argument. Um, So that was tough to watch. Heartbreaking. I mean, gut punch uh, at the end of the day uh, to to lose after having three guys in there. 
Uh, Josh's car wasn't good all weekend. Never really, you know, never really had enough race car to get up there and do much. But I thought the seven and nine had they had the track position on the fifty four late, they might have been able to do it. The nine was definitely faster caught the fifty four. Uh, tie was getting loose, and uh, yeah, five ten more laps, we might have had a different outcome. I was going to ask you this, and listen, I very blatantly did not go try to find this out before now because I wanted to ask you a couple questions. These can be short answers, but one was. What happened with Algar? When, when they came up on that final run, um, Algar was in second. Noah was back in eighth because of a bad pit stop. So let me first – I'll get to Noah in a second. Well, what happened with Justin Algar? Did his car just go – did the handle just go away? So I, we had, he had a little bit of an engine issue that we aren't real sure about or I haven't heard more about, but we, we, I was – so he lost his gauges at the start of the race. It was really cool temperature-wise and cooling down – quickly all the other guys were adding tape they could see hey man i got 225 i can add a piece of tape get up to 235 tape on the grill is free speed free downforce no question any chance you can add some tape you freaking add the tape so justin lost his gauges he don't know what the damn tire what the engine temperature is and so he's actually i'm jason burdett's texting me going well what's everybody else's temperatures and I'll base off of what you're telling me their temperatures are. I'll just assume that's what ours are. We're all about the same starting the race as far as our tape configuration on the grill. Well, I kept pushing him and pushing him. I'm like, man, keep adding, keep adding. And we probably cooked the motor because it started smoking and under, under the last caution. I think we heard his engine a little bit. Traditionally, for whatever reason, it makes, I don't know what the phenomenon is. I've seen this out of other teams like Penske and so forth. Our cars don't have short run speed. We don't fire off like that 54 car does. We can run with him at lap 10. We can even outrun him sometimes at lap 20, 40, 50. But at, in the first five laps, the 54 was clearly two-tenths faster, if not more. And our cars just – they're sliding around. It's not – it's just the drivers cannot get more out of the cars in lap one, two, three, four, five. And mm. so in five laps, you've lost three-quarters of a second, if not a second. To the, to the leader who can go like hell when when on new tires. I don't know what that phenomenon is. It's something universal in our company. We've dealt with it many, many times in the past. And so, you know, when we have a late, a late caution and or when we have, a, you know, when there's any kind of caution and we put new tires on, we, we have to be careful and not, tr- not lose a lot of ground. Um, there are times when that's completely the opposite. The cars fire off good, but it's rare for us when we're one of those. Um, so I think that was a combination of things going on with Justin. He was heartbroken. Obviously, like I say, everybody was very, very heartbroken over the results. Josh want, you know, Josh gets to go back and try again. Justin also gets to go back and try again, but this is the umpteenth time that he's had to get out of the car and go, I'm going to try again. Mm-hmm. You know, and you keep trying and keep trying without results. It's tough to stay motivated mm-hmm. at that age. Um, so this will be an interesting offseason for Justin for us to try to rally him and get his get him geared back up to because um Noah gets to move on. Mo, Noah gets to move on to a cup deal. He's frustrated, sad he didn't finish it out, but he's got this cool thing in front of him that's exciting to distract his emotions. Right, the other two. Don't have that. I mean, Josh, to a, to a degree, has that. But Justin is going to turn around and go back and do the exact 
same thing again. And so imagine stacking this wall of bricks all year long to watch it fall down over and over and over. How do you keep stacking that wall, right? And so we got to convince him to do that. That's part of racing, part of being an owner, part of being a driver. It'll get done, but uh, I hated that for him. Me too. Um, at the end of the day, you know, you want all three of them to win it, but, boy, I was heartbroken for Justin probably the most. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, so, okay. So, but, and then back to the race, then Noah has the bad pit stop. He gets, he comes out in eighth. He does that final restart in eighth. Did yeah. you think that he had enough to get up there to tie? And were you surprised like I was that he got to second? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So when he got to second, he did chip away at the lead steal. Yeah, I didn't know if he just used his car up or not. I, I couldn't tell. Yeah. That's what happened. I don't know. He, he ran out of laps. You think he'd have caught him, though, if he had a little bit Mike, more? Mike, he got closer and closer to the last That's what it looked like. Did you yeah. watch it? Yeah, I did. You were there, and I figured you – and you were also on the pit box, and you probably I had a radio on. box. Yeah, you didn't have a radio on? Yeah. So you did. You 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 heard what they were talking about? I mean, like, I have, no I'm not privy to any of that. The end. I mean, there wasn't much conversation at the end. He's closing in. He's running him down. And that's the end of the, that's the, end of the story. Okay. Well, all right. But I mean, it's almost like you – the hell with Noah. He, he, he ain't going to talk about him at all. I mean, he was there. He, he he was heartbroken just like Justin. I don't know what you want me to add to the fact that he fell short by a couple car lengths. Okay. It sucks. Yeah. All right. It's not a whole lot of fun to talk about. Okay. All right. So okay, don't, <laughs> don't, be, don't, I mean, don't talk about it. No. Let's. I mean, I'm just being real with you. I, I'm Noah got close. It's freaking piss, pisses you off that he got that close. We would have loved to have had a couple more laps, and we would have won the race. I mean, he was going to run it. As soon as he could get to him, he's going to run in the back of him, knock him out of the groove, and go by. But we needed two more laps, mm-hmm. maybe. I mean, he came back from – he ran him down from quite a ways back. It was 15 car lengths, and he got – last corner, he was about – three car lengths away no. you still pissed off about that dang door at the wigwam i'm pissed about everything <laughs> um i'm telling you man this weekend was heavy for some reason and well, then, yeah they got and it got heavier yeah we get to the hotel after the xfinity race on saturday night i didn't work the booth when i was going to my car my rental car after the race steve's coming to get in his rental car and he's like man i'm tapping out i'm going home I'm going to bed and he was by himself we all usually travel together he's not with rick and burton like usual so all right um so then i get with rick and burton and they're like man he had to leave the booth multiple times and he finally had to leave i think he didn't even finish the race so which is i thought okay this is serious we get to the hotel and we're gonna grab a bite to eat so i'm sitting with burton and 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 rick and they're like oh he's going to the hospital they're taking him to the hospital He's in pain. Um, he's groaning and moaning. So they take him to the hospital and very quickly uh, evaluated him and decided he needed to have his appendix removed. And so now he's got to find a hospital that can do the surgery. So they're transferring him to an, another hospital. And so everybody's on the phone trying to extend his room because he's going to have to stay overnight. Everybody's on the phone trying to figure out a way to get his wife here because he wants her here. And so, um, you know, there was things, other, you know, he, he wanted, there was his golfing bag and all that stuff that he wanted to go home. So we, we, you know, we were, you know, a bunch of people were moving to organize that, right? And he's not going to work the next race. So now we, I got, I'm going to go back to the hotel room and rewatch the, the last race again so I can start to understand, 
fuel strategies and how they you know split the second stage and what what lap did they all come in to pit on lap, on the third stage and you know and Colin I called Greg or text Greg Ives and he basically gave me his whole strategy for the race so I could say okay this uh this is all what I need to be looking for is we're coming up on some of these milestones in the race help the fans understand when the guys might start coming to pit road and how the teams might you you know do use different strategies and how you know, there's a lot of great information that we got but anyways it you know so we're scrambling there before bed and then um we wake up in the morning to the news that uh coy gibbs passed away the uh you know that knocked everybody down that you know that everybody everybody was floored by that uh news we had been we i don't know you know a lot of us had been really really hard on ty gibbs over the week and oh man he you know there's a there's this debate of hey man if you're here and you're racing in this industry you're a grown man you can handle everything coming at you if the media's got an opinion you got to take it you don't get a pass because you're 20 because you're 19 because you're 18 or whatever if you're in the big boy league you 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 take it just like everybody else and so there was sort of this you know, pretty unanimous sort of opinion about everything that was going on with Ty, and he took. And when we got to the media day on Wednesday, it continued. And about a couple hours into the media day, I was thinking, I kind of feel sorry for him. I don't, you know, I think he genuinely, I think he's picking up on what what we're all putting down. He's feeling the weight of an entire sport, basically yeah. pressing him everywhere. Yeah. So when we were in the media center, in, I'm sorry, in the media day. All the drivers have to go to all these little stations to answer, talk to print, talk to talk to all these you know affiliates, and then they sit down with the booth guys. I mean, they they had a I don't know six hours of interview after interview after interview after interview, and Ty got asked the same questions over and over about the Martinsville race. He deserved a lot of criticism for everything that went down. We criticized him, and but on Wednesday it was like enough's enough. It's time to. It's, there's a moment when looking back is you're you know you, you're done looking back and it's time to look forward. It's time to move the storyline into the next weekend. And so then you wake up and you you hear about his dad passing away and you're like, you know, I don't know. It was hard and and it is to be honest screwed me up for the past 48 hours just thinking about how similar we are in age. Um, that's a reality check for anybody that's around that you know fifty year mark. You know, were, were we too hard on Ty? Where where is he today? What is he doing right this minute? Who's with him? How does he feel? It it's just a it was a really really uh, hard thing to to believe was real. And so and then you think about the, you know Joe and losing both sons and how how he, how he must be feeling. And I don't think anybody can – there's not many people that can relate to, to what he's dealing with. So, you know, those type of tragedies impact so many people throughout his family, his organization, everybody that was Coy's friend, anybody that knew him. Um, so it was just tough to understand. You're sitting there, it's championship day, Cup Series championship day, and this – this was 
part of the moment and part of the day and and it was just i don't know that um anybody knew what to think or say or feel we had to we had a show to do we had a race that was going to run you're you know i experienced this with my dad when he passed away the world keeps going um as hard as that is to understand and even as hard as that is to uh except the moment somebody passes away i mean things will continue life continues responsibilities and requirements continue races everything in this world just has to keep moving along and we'll you know you you mourn and you feel sad and you you know you go through that process as a relative losing somebody but everything around you is is still going like like it was before. That's really hard to make sense of. You want everybody to stop. You want everything to stop and wait for a minute. But it won't. Um, and so it's you know that was the hard that was the hard part I think for the for at least a lot of the TV talent. Some of these some folks in our in our in our TV compound were close to Coy, and so trying to manage those emotions, but also prepare yourself and be ready for live television. Boy, that was that was interesting to see all that play out. Um, the broadcast happens right, and we go right into the race, and we did we did uh, we did a, we did all we did. You, you know, if you watched it, you saw it. I was really really proud of the work we did without Steve. Uh, I had my phone open. We all did. We were all on this text chain, and Steve's just piping information to us, everything that he's seeing, anything that he's thinking about, anything that's coming to his mind, he's sending it in that text message, and we would just, you know, it was it was a lot of the same things we were thinking about, but it was also keeping us, helping us understand that we were on the right track. Mm. And so that was extremely helpful. It was hard for him to be in the boot, uh, be in the hotel room and not be working and watching us work. It's like watching somebody drive your race car. Right. But I'm a, when we got done with the broadcast, I was absolutely proud. I felt like we covered it, the strategies, the anything that was exciting, any racing, any any scenarios going on. I felt like that when the nine spun across the nose of of the one car on the restart, we covered that perfectly. Anything that we happened in that race I, I thought we did a great job considering the fact that steve wasn't there uh, we and so at the end of the day uh you know we steve was steve had a plan he's going to spend the night and uh mr rick hendrick was going to take him home in the morning with his wife they 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 have gotten home and he's comfortable at, at in his in, at home but uh won't be playing golf for a while which will suck for him because he loves to play golf and plays every day but I'll tell you, man, we, it, yesterday sucked. I sat around my house feeling like I had been um, on the highs are high and the lows are low, you know? Yeah. And so to ride that up and down for uh, from one extreme to another, now it's, you know, I can't imagine how that, you know, how Ty and his family feel. But I think for everybody in the industry, we all, we all f- went through those ranges of emotions um, with them and with everything else going on and anyone else dealing with anything, the wins, the champions, the, the losses, the, the, the defeat. Um, Steve's situation uh, was, was scary. 
and then the the anxiety of doing live television yeah um all those things man when i got yesterday i was worthless i, I would assume i would have assumed that all those emotions i i it made me it it really affected me emotionally on sunday when i heard about koi uh and i didn't know koi personally but i i you know we've had ty gibbs on here and and I went through a lot of those same thoughts of like, man, what what would I wish we had done differently now now that we I know? I, I went through all that. Um, but it, for you, I was also I, I'm like, man, you're going to have to compartmentalize all of this because you've got a you've got a broadcast to do, and so my assumption would have been that you're catching up. Your Monday, your Tuesday, you're catching up on some of the things that all of us were, you know, able to process a little bit quicker uh, because we didn't have some big live broadcast to do. Um, so I think you guys did handle it with grace and, and and dignity and professionalism in a situation that I I know was so difficult. Yeah, so difficult. So we're, with Ty Gibbs, man, I just worry about him. Obviously, having lost his dad at such a young age, he's handling. You know, he's 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 under such a focus right now because of his own track racing incidents and so forth and his season he's a champion there'll be i assume more news at some point about an announcement of his future next year whether he's going to go cup racing or stay in the xfinity series so he has i guess my point is is he's he's got a lot on his plate and he has this massive you know tragedy and 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 loss and so for me i'm gonna i'm wiping the slate clean with ty Mm. i'm gonna give him all the grace i can i can imagine i was given the same sort of open canvas you know when i lost my dad um and so i don't you know i'm not gonna worry about what he says how he talks words he uses what he does on the track, how he grieves. How, yeah, I'm gonna let him, let him do what he wants to do. I'm talking for for a while. You know, I'm not gonna be critical and judgmental of anything going on with him. And I'm hoping, like I'm sure a lot of people are, that there'll be an opportunity to connect. You mm-hmm. know, I, I think that one of the things that really, really helped me is Bobby Labonte. Dale Jarrett, Mike Helton, um, so many people. Obviously, when you lose somebody, your family, your friends, all the people that you know and com- connect with and communicate with are there. They're there and supportive. They're there for a hug or a, a conversation or a cry or whatever it is. When guys that typically aren't in that circle reached out to me that made the most difference to me like to have Dale Jarrett come for me or or Mark Martin or Bobby Labonte Mike Helton constantly asking if I was okay what you know all asking me to uh, you know accompany them to the racetrack or something you know to just to be around anybody right to be around some be around those guys especially that that knew my father was so so helpful and so you know, I hope that I'm sure I'm. I don't question it. I know that you know Ty will have those people reaching out to him. So, you know, the industry is pretty incredible in these type of deals. I saw Jim France after the race Sunday, and that was the conversation we had. Mm. Jim France just 
watched Joe Logano win the championship. He is at the very top of the mountain, Jim is, leading the sport. And out of the elevator, in the five minutes we were around each other to get to the rental car, we talked about putting you know, the industry embracing Ty and, and trying to help him through that process. I'm, listen, it really. I'm glad to hear you say some of these things because, listen, I, the thought did occur to me pretty quickly, and I know you weren't going to like it, but of of anybody on the planet that could understand what Ty was going through, having lost somebody in a very public way, when they're, you know, having just come off of a performance and you know on this high of a mountain that they're on, it's you. And to be honest with you, Dale. I don't know if you've noticed, but in the past several weeks, we've had people sitting here at this table that have also dealt with some significant loss. Some of them, their dad, Eric Jones, uh, Marcus, um, Ben Kennedy, and they're opening up to you about this thing. And I just, I guess, I just say this. At some point, I think the industry obviously is always going to be there supportive of Ty. I just wouldn't be surprised if one day, maybe it's years from now, Ty's going to do a lot like a lot of these other guys, and it's that they're going to look at you as some – you're one of the – only of a few people that can relate to ex- anything what they just went through. Yeah. And, and so that doesn't mean that anybody else is less sincere about their, their compassion for his situation, but, you know, Eric Jones said it best. You're the only one that really can understand that. And, you know, I just uh, – I hope and pray that this weekend at Phoenix for Ty Gibbs – that he looks back on it as a blessing and that the final hours with his dad was this enormous elation and not a curse where you can't ever go back and look at the Phoenix championship and, and, and think positive thoughts about it. I, I pray, and that, that's something that'll manifest in time. No, no telling right now, like, the, you know, but I just hope that that looks at that 24 hours. If you want to go out, you go out with your son, Having just won a championship and whatever celebratory type of things that they would have done, that's something to be positive about, and I hope that that's what happens with Ty. Yeah. NASCAR history and heritage come alive at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Celebrate my fellow inductees Donnie Allison, Jimmy Johnson, and Chad Knauss with their class of 2024 artifacts enshrined in the Hall of Honor. Don't miss the Ford Performance Showcase. It's a new inside NASCAR exhibit that showcases the Ford Mustang's next-gen car through its design and innovation. The latest edition of Glory Road explores over 75 years of racing history with its cool 33-degree banking and 19 cars on display. On Mondays and Fridays, there's guided tours that take you behind the scenes with incredible stories and access to a NASCAR Hall of Fame insider. Or you can explore the hall at your own pace with the new mobile hub. It's a digital experience. Get behind the wheel of a realistic iRacing simulator. Or you can learn how fast-paced pit stops work with the Pit Crew Challenge. From the legends who shaped the sport to the new heroes earning a spot in the record books, the NASCAR Hall of Fame delivers an unforgettable experience. Book your visit to the hall today at nascarhall.com. So we should be live. Hey, everybody. It's Dale Jr. for the uh, Dale Jr. Download, and this is the Ask Jr. segment of the show brought to you by Xfinity. Xfinity X5 is great. Uh, <laughs> it's a great internet service that I am a customer and I use. I hear that they got this new thing. It's this white box, man, that gives you like a whole gig of, of speed or something. I don't know. 
I don't either. I get two hundred up and down, and maybe I <laughs> maybe I need to up it up, up it. Up. I've had it for several years, so maybe I need to upgrade. But Can listen, somebody help me here? And we're gonna help you. I guess, <laughs> I, guess, I guess we need to make a call. So well, I don't know. I mean, I'll pay for it. I'm, I'm paying for the service. Oh no, now. you'll pay for it. Yeah, I don't want. <laughs> well, when, when I hear somebody make a call, it's like sending in a favor, kind of. That's what it sounded like. Yeah, it did sound like that, but I know. I where keep your heart seeing is. the. I keep seeing the advertisement, and they got this this little tower, and they're like up to a gig, and I'm like, I want that's the tower. Freaking fast! That yeah. sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, I'm looking into that. Yeah, here we are. Um, post Phoenix, our uh, you know we got what. One more show left? Yeah, one more show left. One more show? Official show, yeah. Yeah. You know. All right. Oh, we're wrapping this season up. It's kind of sad, you know? Don't like bit. to see it end. Mm. I'm ready for a break. All right. Hannah's got the questions you guys sent in to Xfinity Racing on Twitter. Let's get to them. All right. This first one here comes from Andy. With the season now ending, what would be your dream final four tracks to end the season? What? What? <laughs> final four tracks? Wait, don't they race at one to, ch- to the... Yeah, but isn't there like there's three in the last round? And yeah, then one. and then one. So you want them four? Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, I I would say North Wilkesboro, Nashville Fairgrounds, Martinsville, and Bristol. Short tracks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I would say you know I love Martinsville being that final race. Um, they need to fix the short track package, and I hope they do. And they they talk about it. O'Donnell said they're going to work on it. But Martinsville or any short track really, Bristol, no, not any. Martinsville or Bristol being the cut race to the championship is good with me. I thought Kansas put on some good racing this year. No, the Charlotte Oval put on a good race this year. Um, so I might think about one of them too. Um, maybe Daytona. Throw Daytona into that chaos third round, or, or and then the championship race to me just should be going to different venues every That's couple right. of years. The, the reason why I say this is, I mean, I thought that was an exciting race. I know that if you if that was the March race at Phoenix, people would be more critical. I would probably be less satisfied. But being that there was a championship being decided, that brought some interest into what was happening there. That And so the racing, like the gap between this guy and that guy and the lack of side-by-side, there was some passing, but not a ton. That, you know, the fact that there was a championship battle made that race a little more enjoyable. Um, but the reason why I want the race to move is because – it changes the playbook. It changes the – I got out – I went up to Josh Berry. He gets out of his car after the race on Saturday. And I said, hey, man. First I said, hey, are you hungry? And he goes, no, I'm good. I'm like, no, no, for next year. you hungry to try to win a championship. <laughs> and uh, he's like, yeah. I said, all right, let's stay hungry. This is off season is going to be about getting better. And so I'm ready to start it right now. And he goes, all right. And so um, the other thing is, is like I said – now that you've came here, went, ran a whole year, and you've lost this race at Phoenix, now you know all these things that you would change to be better in this moment. You know all the things that you might have been done differently or, or done to prepare better. Now that you kind of look back and go, oh, I get it now, okay. And so you'll be in a better position when we get here next year because you're smarter and you realize some things that can change. That's why that that race can't stay there 
year after year after year after year because the teams know the playbook. That's right. Mm-hmm. And there are certain guys, like especially when we did Homestead, that were just so dang good. Yeah. At Homestead, and like and there's Homestead's guys. a tricky track. Like that's one that you've got to have the finesse for. And there's guys, you know, there's drivers that are great at all. There, there's the tracks will be good. You know, you, there's tracks that everybody's good at. There's tracks that organizations are good at. But I think just kind of keeping it moving around every two or three years. Like go to Phoenix for a couple years. Go there for a couple years. Go here for a couple years. And that keeps the teams keeps things kind of fresh and shook up, and and they 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 can't really establish like this perfect plan or perfect playbook of how to get to that end result. Whereas if we're at the same racetrack every single year, it just kind of becomes almost robotic in a way how they get there, and we'll see we'll see a lot of the same guys at the same championship four every year, right? While we're still talking about on track stuff, we had a couple different people actually tweet at us with differing opinions in regards to the Chase versus Ross activity yes. that took place. Uh, of course, you involved in, in calling that replay. Uh, do you have a stance on that? And if so, where do you stand? Oh, well, I thought that we called it really well from the booth. Um, so there's – this is really – this is this really comes down to mentality. And, and, like, so Ross is in position. He moves left and gets under the nine, and he's underneath him. Right, and so if the nine comes down, every driver is probably going to do things a little differently. Ross is the type of guy that if he's got position and you're you try to block, he's holding the steering wheel straight and you're you're spinning, your fault, okay. Um, if the nine comes down on me, I probably would have jerked the wheel to the left and went even lower. There was a little bit of room down there that I would have probably tried to keep my momentum maybe going. If we make contact, that stops my momentum. And, you know, and spinning him out, I lost a couple spots by the cars on the outside of me because it's going to slow me down as I turn him. So I'm trying to keep go left so I can keep my momentum up. And eventually he's going to have to fade back right to make the corner. And so everybody would have done that differently. There's no right or wrong. I don't think Ross is wrong by holding the wheel straight and, and letting the nine spin himself out. And I think that it was obvious that there was – I think it was obvious that it wasn't like uh, obvious. I think it was obviously not Ross's fault because Chase couldn't tell if he did anything wrong. If you've you know if you've got to say, did I do something wrong there? Then obviously it'd be it's it's not a clear cut. Ross screwed up or Ross was a bad guy. So, and then (laughs) somebody. But I, somebody on social media did say, "Man, he really calls it all toward the Chevys." If you watch, if you watch enough broadcast, you'll see Dale calls it for the Chevys. Mm. And I said, "Yeah, when it's Chevy on Chevy, I'm really I'm going to go for the, I'm going to easily go for the Chevy." How dare you? Yeah, so that Come was on. an easy one for me. Um, <laughs> he calls it for the Chevys. <laughs> I um, I had a little fun with that, but. Uh, you know, I think Ross has made – Ross is basically – I mean, that was a championship race too, so I can see where Ross would have more of a, oh, man, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not moving for you. You're, you know, I'm not going to – I'm not compromising for you here. This, in this situation, you've, you've you put me in a bad spot and I'm holding the wheel straight and so, so be it. But I think Ross too has basically made, a, made it pretty clear, like in those type of moments – how he's going to react and how much he's willing to 
or or not willing to compromise for for the drivers around him. I don't think he should have cut uh, Chase a break. He could have cut him a break. He could have chose to to not turn him around. I don't think he had to, especially in the championship battle. Yeah, I think a lot of people were anticipating when Ross came back around. I was. Everyone was holding their yeah. breath. Like I was holding my breath, and I was like, "All right, this could be a huge determining factor here." Yeah. And then I, it was smooth because based on Chase's radio, I didn't know how that was going to go down. Yeah. So. I felt like, too, that Chase was like, hey, did I do anything wrong there? No, you didn't do anything wrong. But they wouldn't turn around and say, Chase wrecked you. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, Ross Ross wrecked you. They wouldn't say they wouldn't say something that wasn't true. They wouldn't, you know. Nobody really? was. I think they would. Well, I mean, they, they didn't. didn't. I know. No, I got you. I just don't think that's above them to, to say that. Um, but, no, I, I'm hearing you. I just thought that was telling. Like they said, you didn't do anything wrong. And, yeah. and Chase really didn't do anything wrong. He just spun himself out. But he didn't do anything egregious. Like, But they wouldn't say, man, Ross wrecked you. Go get him. Because they knew that it wasn't true. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. 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 By the way, Jamie McMurray was on Door Bumper Clear this he week. Say? He said he just doesn't think that Chase knew. He didn't know. They were actually talking about something that actually annoyed me the most, and that was the fact that Chase won't – Chase won't state his opinion to anybody after a race. He he, he plays it very, very. Uh, you know, he, he's deliberately not answering the questions. Um, and I wish Chase would just tell us what do you think about that situation. Uh, but Jamie McMurray said, "I don't think he knew what happened." He goes, "Sometimes drivers just don't know if they were until yeah. they've seen it or been able to go back and look at it." Yeah. He goes, "Maybe he was. He didn't know. Maybe he doesn't know." Um, you know, or maybe he is uh, very mad and he just kind of conceals it and, and then we get, have to sus- suspect that he's pissed. I think that if they were going to another race the next weekend, he would have said more. But the fact that he was ending the year, that he didn't want that to be the sound bite for the next several months. Not that we, you know, not the sound bite that we would use or whatever. Yes, we'd, he'd probably hear it for a couple. But what's the last thing you're going to say to a microphone at the end of a year when you've lost a championship? Is it going to be complaints about Ross Chastain? Is that what you want to leave on the table? Is that the bookend that you want? And then, therefore, the first thing that they ask about in February. You're right. You're a good point. Yeah. They didn't bother Jeff Gordon, by the way. He had a lot to say about it. Anyways, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> carry on. Uh, a couple of people chiming in saying they like your Bob Seneker shirt. Hey! Um, eBay. This <laughs> and this one comes from a, all of our Facebook comments. A lot of people saying... Uh, do you have any car restoration projects or updates that you want to share? Love hearing about the stuff that you do in your downtime. Yeah, just in here, just in the Xfinity shop here, back in the fab room, is the '66 Nova wagon. They're still working on some of the rust issues that that car had, and um, that's coming along well. There's a, no, there's no. I wanted to get a plug and play Chevrolet engine transmission drivetrain kit. Uh, those are back ordered uh so i'm having to search other options and we're gonna we're gonna be fine there but um i've got a i think it's a 78 or an 80 um chevy blazer that is a project it's gonna need a little uh, work but i'm gonna tune on that here at some point Uh, i got a lot of odds and ends on the cars that actually drive um I got a burnt spot on my 77 um, C10, 
where the exhaust burnt some of the paint on the rear uh, bed, on the truck bed. Uh, little stuff like that to clean up. Oh, I finished a, I put it on my social media, on my Instagram, a 65 Impala. This Impala has been in my family since it was brand new. I've actually wrecked it and had to repair it. I mean, it's been through everything. It was a community car for a while, had a lot of damage on all the corners. I got the car from dad, paid $2,000 for it, probably around 1998. And uh, put a stereo in it, fixed a bunch of the chrome, got the, got the body cleaned up, um, cleaned up the engine bay and fixed it all up, took all the interior out, recarpeted the interior, repainted all the – I did a lot of the work. I had some help with some friends too, but um, I did a, I did a, I was pretty hands-on with this car. Uh, we put some new wheels on it that I'm real proud of and uh, did some new inserts on the seats that I think look cool. Uh, I put a little video on my Instagram. Anyways, um, I think that 66 wagon's kind of top of top of the list right now as far as focus on projects. I'm forgetting one, and I can't remember what it is. Good problem to have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the chat, we had someone just pop up, and I lost the name, but also on Twitter. I do, I do remember one. I'm sorry, Hannah. Um, the the car that's on the road uh, Glory Road at Hall of Fame, the Dale Earnhardt 1980 Championship Monte Carlo will be coming home soon, mm. and I I don't have the drivetrain finished in that, so I've got to get the motor and everything in that and kind of go back through the brakes and everything, get it because I want to be get it to where it drives and drive functions. it around. Yeah, mm. so that that's one thing that's happening. Um, this one comes from at Dirt Fever. It says, "What are your thoughts on the legendary Pennsboro Speedway opening back up?" can't believe it um you know we went out there and shot a lost speedway and it just was uh you know it looked far 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 gone uh and um i cannot wait to watch the you know the progress as it gets sort of brought back to life it's going to be so much fun seeing the before and after i'll dig that kind of stuff any kind of instagram about like pictures from like new york city or even downtown mooresville from like 80 years ago and today when they take the same perspective hmm. really that is so cool to me i love seeing stuff like that so like like um, urban growth and whatnot so seeing it change and and how they document that'll be a lot of fun and what they're going to do you know there's a creek that runs through that racetrack so there's a bridge on each end they race across a bridge and turn one and two and across a bridge and three and four and there's going to need there there is they'll they'll need to do some work to those to get them to code and whatnot to be able to race. I, I'm surprised that they're taking this on because of the expense. It's going to be expensive. We were talking about it over the weekend at World Finals, and I asked why, of all the places to build that racetrack, why right over top of the creek? Because, like, if you know where it's at, there are plenty of other places they could have put it. Sure. And uh, it used to be a horse track. I didn't know that. I didn't either. Which I don't know still why you'd put a horse track over a creek, but I feel like it might make a little more sense. Yeah. Um, but I guess it used to be a horse track hmm. is what I was originally told. All right. Uh, last one here comes from Wayne. It says, do you have any big plans for the off season? Of course, projects aside, yeah. but do you have any big plans for the off season? Well, um, Amy, we'll go see Amy's family in Texas. That's probably the main, main thing that we got going on. Otherwise, uh, I think I might, um, go to Gatlinburg, go see our friends at High Rock, uh, Sugarlands, um, and check in with that family uh, to see how things are going with that. We have Christmas parties here at work uh, that'll be important. 
um, opportunities to get in front of the, all the employees and talk about the pride we have in this season, but the, the you know, the, the excitement for 2023. Um, and obviously – bringing Brandon Jones into the fold and introducing him to the way we do things. It'll be a lot of fun over the off season. Hopefully, maybe get a hunt in or two. I'd love to go hunting. I haven't had a chance to go uh, do that. But um, it's, uh, yeah, that's about it. I mean, uh, Daytona will be here before you know it. I'm going to go to the Xfinity race. I don't think i got plans to be at the 500, but I'm, I'm going to go to the Xfinity race and check all that out. I'll be in town for a couple of days. Was that the question in the chat? You you were about to say a question in the chat, and then he remembered what his last project was. Oh, no, those were both in regards to Pensboro. So it was the one guy that had Got it. someone had brought up Pensboro, and then it reminded me we have a question on here also from that. Um, just a lot of people cool. looking it up. Yeah, if you've never seen Pensboro, look it up on Google. Just, and the pictures of people just sitting on the hillside. Yeah, Or watch Lost Speedways. Yeah, or Lost Speedways. Yeah, so cool. Perfect. Well, that is it for this week's Ask Junior. All right. You're on our YouTube page. Make sure you click to subscribe. Thank you, Xfinity, for everything you do. Xfinity has been a great partner for the podcast and uh, Dirty Mo Media, and we really appreciate them. One of the best companies, man, when it comes to investing in this sport and uh, moving things forward and doing a lot. You know, we have a lot of help at a lot of different levels in NASCAR, and for them to support um, – the Xfinity series and, and, uh, support our podcast. Uh, they, they, they make a big difference in some, in some, some unique areas. So we appreciate them. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed this year. We've got another show left and, uh, and then we'll see what happens in this winter. I always say that. I always say we're going to try to do some things or always try to get Mike to do something for oh. us. Crazy <laughs> <What> <laughs> I always try to talk Mike into going year round, which is crazy, but, uh, that is we crazy. now have what is it? The what's the dirty mo dirty mo live dirty mo live right? So I, while people are here, right? What That's is, right. Tell people what dirty mo live is, Mike. I'm excited about this. Dirty mo live is our. I mean, listen. Obviously, it's a it's a live stream broadcast, but it also is our very first that we do. This Ask Junior was the only live streaming we had done, but this is going to be a show that we can do as many times a week as we want to, and it gives us now a chance to be able to react to news or react to anything without having to wait for our next scheduled podcast, right? Which, you know, in the off season, that's one thing, but even, you know, for, for a week to week podcast schedule for the download or door bumper clear, you know, sometimes you, you wait long enough to get, uh, you know, lose relevance. Now we're not going to have that problem. I, we, we did our first broadcast last week and it was a huge success. We had like over 40,000 views on that. And there was a lot of people, there was like two or 3000 people in the thing at one time. Mm -hmm. A lot of fun. I want us to be able to engage with fans uh, in real time. And, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. We'll build that out. But I, I appreciate that coming up. Yeah. My favorite thing is I get a text from Mike at, like, 830. What are you doing? I'm like, <laughs> right now or later? And he's like, no, we're going we're gonna to go live. I'm I don't like, think you could have teed this up in a more creepy way. <laughs> That's why I thought it was than what you just did. <laughs> I was like, okay, Mike, no fire. Got to work. What are you <laughs> doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Alex Alex got to make his debut. I, I, I was yeah. asking so if she was available to get on Dirty Mo Dirty. Live. I'm so glad I asked. Um, <laughs> anyways, Dirty Mo Live uh, is going to be a lot of fun because, yeah, we can just sit, jump down here and fire it up and go, right? That's right. And it'll be a revolving door of uh, different content contributors. We're going to have somebody from Door Bumper Clear on this week. Um, you know, we'll mix and match, and uh, it's not just going to be one person all the time. So all right, right, we'll everybody. have fun. Have a great week out there, and uh, Thanksgiving's coming around the corner, man, so you might want to save up.
They'll be. Uh, that's what I'm going to do. Save up what? Calories? Yeah. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Save up for the big day. I got you. All right. All right, that wraps up Dirty Air. Thank you, Filter Time, FilterTime.com, for supporting this segment of our show here on the Dale Jr. Download. Hope you guys have enjoyed this season. Dirty Air will be back. Check out Dirty Mo Media on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.